0: deserts bare man i breathe the mountain air man I travel i've had my share man i've been everywhere get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025 that's 1-800-387-8025 email the program at info at rudy or follow us on facebook at rudy max's world and now america's number one travel radio show rudy max's world
1: And I am indeed Rudy Maxa. Welcome to my world, at least for this hour. We like to talk travel, and we talk travel in the broadest sense of the word, even if you just travel in your mind. I'm a big fan of that, and I'm a big advocate of that. You're listening to the right station right now if you like to travel. Now, you may well well be a first-time listener because we've added a number of new stations to our family in the last four weeks. These include KWOC in Paducah, Kentucky. KJFF in St. Louis, KBIM in Albuquerque, KVSI in Salt Lake City, WNRS in Utica, Utica, New York, KOZI in Seattle, KUJ in Yakima, Washington, WCMY in the Chicago area, KINS in Eureka, California, WFPA in Huntsville, Alabama, WPBQ in Jackson, Mississippi, KWNAM and FM in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of stations. All of those stations began carrying the show in the last month. I'm delighted to welcome them and the listeners. If you are a first-time listener... Allow me to tell you just about three sentences about myself. First of all, I am not a travel agent. I'm a travel journalist. I do not plan travel. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm a contributing editor with National Geographic Traveler. I write for a variety of national magazines and newspapers. I produce and host 91 half-hour episodes on the world's great destinations for public television. They air in most every TV market in the U.S. and Canada. Several have won Emmy Awards and a bunch of other awards. I can't remember. You can find DVDs or Blu-ray discs of those shows at my TV website, maxa.tv. My approach, to, my approach to travel is pretty wide-ranging, as you'll see from this hour's lines up of guests. In a moment, it, pretty soon I'll learn to talk, uh, lineup of guests. In a moment, we're going to talk with a cruise specialist about this week's announcement by Richard Branson, he of Virgin Atlantic Airlines fame, that he's going to shake up the cruise industry by entering that business. Then Rick Smolin, the man who brought you those great photo books called Day in the Life, is back with a new book called Inside Tracks. It's a story told in words and vivid pictures, gorgeous pictures about the incredible journey of one woman who went by camel across australia's outback the book is a companion to the movie tracks who uh, was brought to you from the producers of the king's speech rick joins me at about 18 after the hour and anyone who follows the news knows that it's exciting and as exciting and as enlightening as travel may be there are dangers lurking in the world dr michael maniak is the primary author of a new book whose title tells it all lizard bites and street riots Travel emergencies, health, safety, and security. you want to hear that conversation. Then I want to talk to you a bit about how to pass through customs at some European countries slyly. How do I know how to do that? Well, because the CIA's secret instructions were leaked. Plus, I got a lot of deals at the, over the week at the end of the hour. That's what we call an hour at Rene Max's World. Let's start with a surprise announcement from Richard Branson this week, the man who founded Virgin Atlantic Airlines, Virgin Records, Virgin Health Clubs, and dozens of other similarly named companies said he thinks the cruise industry needs a new vision, and he's going to build two Virgin cruise ships to provide that vision. Janice wald Henderson's a culinary travel and cruise journalist. She's a columnist with Porthole Cruise Magazine, and I wondered what she thought about this move. Janice, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here.
2: Great to be here, Rudy. I think the news is fantastic. I think it's wonderful. I think he's going to bring the sexy to sea.
1: Well, he didn't, you know. In announcing this, he gave like zero details about how his ships might be different. He just said they're going to be different from the existing competition, and I and I think they will be because Virgin Atlantic still stands alone compared to most cookie cutter international carriers. Would you uh, are you with me on that one?
2: I, I completely agree. I, I think that with a little bit of information that was given, I think that we can some actually surmise a lot. For example, if you just Look at airlines, and look, look what he's done, as you said, completely not cook a cutter with Virgin America or any of the Virgin Airlines. And you look at the existing cruise ships. He says he wants to shake it up. He says he wants to bring the outside in. You know, and look at the market he's going to. He's going to be launching in the Caribbean, these two ships, about 4,200 passengers. So that's fairly mass market, right? You've got to get a lot of yeah. people on board. But when you look at the existing ships that cover the Caribbean, none of them are cool you got the the mass market kind of, you know, Vegas meets theme park ships, which have Mm -hmm. planetariums and chocolate extravaganzas and bumper cars, but it's nothing about being at sea. Or Mm -hmm. then you have the small luck ships, like, for example, a Seabourn or a Silver Sea. They're very posh, but they're very quiet, they skew older, and they're not cool. I really think that Virgin Cruises are going to be about having cool at sea, so Think about getting rid of all those kind of theme park Vegasy things, no flash, just kind of cool, understated. Richard Branson's talking about doing uh, Soho at sea or, you know, um, downtown village, the West Village, say, in Manhattan. So I think a little more Spartan. I think very Martin, modern. I think you're always going to have the sense about being out in the ocean. I think it's going to feel a little more like a nightclub at sea. And when you think about the market in the Caribbean, I mean that's a drink hearty, party hearty kind of crowd. So what better than a big nightclub at sea?
1: It is. Well, you may and may, or he may have identified a hole in the market. So you think he's going for a, a younger crowd, actually?
2: Absolutely. I think we're looking at twenties to fifty somethings, and then the sixty somethings hmm. and over who want to be with the cool crowd. But imagine too, Rudy. I think that he's got. It's going to have a lot of technologically proficient. Uh, for example, amenities, so that you can hook up to your smartphone and your tablets. Don't you I think? Would,
1: yes, I would think so, because Virgin certainly has led uh, led the industry air, airline-wise in that respect. And I happen to – my daughter lives in London, and there's a – she's a member of a Virgin health club. I didn't know what he had. And i got to yeah. tell you, it, it is quite – quite sleek. I mean, uh, he really does it. He's a, he's a great marketer, and he seems, even though he's even older than I am, he, uh, he seems to have his pulse on, on, you know, sort of the church of what's happening now, as I like to call it. Um, I think I, I,
2: you, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm i sorry, I said I think, you, I think you totally nailed that completely. And it, and think about it. Like, if you could just go on your phone or your, your tablet and, and book a dinner reservation, a shore excursion, how easy would that be? You know, think about all the ships where you have to, like, line up at a shore excursion desk. Yeah, well, you won't have yeah. to do anything like that. And you know what I also think is going to happen? I think it's going to have a really easy, user-friendly website, just like the airlines.
1: Yeah, and I bet the design is going to be very... Uh, I mean, avant-garde is the wrong word, but I think it'll be very smooth. And you know, I think cool is the word you use because mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what he strives for in, in everything. I notice the financial back, backing is coming from Bain Capital, which is where Mitt Romney uh, used to work. And I also note that Virgin will be the first new cruise line when he starts it since Disney started in 1996. And he's got the former president of Disney Cruises to be the new company's CEO. So he's got some, got some expertise with him.
2: He does. He has Tom McAlpin, who's the founding member of the Disney Cruise Line launch team, which obviously the Disney product has been incredibly successful about creating a niche market that appeals to thousands of people. And also, this Tom McAlpin, he was most recently the CEO of The World, which is a condo cruise ship. Very upscaled, very successful, very interesting venture.
1: All right, we have high hopes for this. We have high hopes. We have high hopes for this. And you can follow Janice Janice Wald Henderson's writing, by the Mm -hmm. way, by. Just going to her website, JaniceWald, J-A-N-I-C-E, JaniceWaldHenderson.com. Janice, Janice we'll Janice follow it, and we may have you back when the ships come online, or well before that, I hope. But we'll talk about it down the road. Thanks.
2: Sounds great.
1: You're listening to Rudy Max's World. When we come back, we're going to talk with Rick Smolin, the guy who did those great books called A Day in the Life years ago. He's got a new book out that is just jaw-dropping
0: spectacular. Don't go away. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back.
3: If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4.
4: I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled.
3: For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at
5: relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. All coughs aren't the same, and neither are all cough medicines. Robitussin DM Max is a fast, powerful cough medicine with a unique dual-action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and relieves even the toughest coughs that can come with a cold. Wet, (coughs) dry, (coughs) and hacking. Don't let a cough control you. Control your cough with Robitussin DMX. Soothe your throat. Relieve your cough. And don't suffer the cough Use as directed. Robitussin cough number 29, The Not-So-Silent Night.
2: <laughs> oh. Sorry, hon. <laughs> oh, you keep waking me up. I think that's. L- Come on, it's 3 a.m.
5: Control your cough with Robitussin DM Max Nighttime. It has a unique dual-action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and delivers fast, powerful relief of the coughs that can keep you up at night. Which is good news for you and the person one pillow over. Robitussin. Don't suffer the consequences.
6: Use as directed. Cold weather is here, and for many of us, that means dry, itchy winter skin. Instead of using the same old anti-itch products this winter. Try something new, Tricom. It really works. Tricom works on skin irritations like dry, itchy skin people get during the colder months without the unwanted side effects of steroids. And it comes with the itch-free guarantee. If Tricom doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube for a full refund. Find Tricom in the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS. It's five times more effective than hydrocortisone.
0: connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It is 18 minutes after the hour.
1: You may remember the series of books. It was just groundbreaking called A Day in the Life. That was the genius of a photographer for time and life and National Geographic named Rick Smolin. And what he did was send a small army of photographers into major cities around the world all at once into, excuse me, into a city, a small army into a city. And he wound up doing it in cities around the world. And they had 24 hours in which to shoot life in that city. And it was a startling project. And the books are gorgeous. He is a photographer and also, I think, a heck of a marketer. He did something else a while back. He was assigned by National Geographic to follow uh, or sort of drop in and out of the life of a woman in Australia who had decided at a very young age and against great odds and at some danger to herself to trek across the outback in Australia on a camel. That has now become a book and it's also a movie. A new movie called Tracks from the Oscar-winning producers of The King's Speech. Rick Smolin shot those pictures, and I've got to tell you, they are jaw-dropping, jaw breathtaking. I, am, I have in front of me, it's a coffee table-sized book, and it is also called Tracks. Its subtitle is, let me uh, open the cover, Robin Davison's Solo Journey Across the Outback. Beautifully photographed book. And I'm delighted to have Rick Smolin on the show. Rick, we're out of time now that I've described your book. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> nice to be here, Rudy. So so you were 28 years old, and uh, how old was uh, Robin Davidson at the time?
7: Robin was remember? 27, and uh, she was actually washing the windows of my hotel. I was sent by Time Magazine to do a cover story in Aborigines, and um, when I walked out of my hotel room on my way down the street to meet a social worker who was going to take me into the Aboriginal camps, I looked up the street, and this astoundingly beautiful girl was perched on the edge of the window in a, in a sarong, taking, uh, washing the windows. So I, I, you know, I was 28 years old. I had three cameras around my neck, and I did what any red-blooded American photographer <laughs> would do. is t- I took some pictures of her, and she was not very pleased about that.
1: Yeah, and she was, and, and when she decided to go across the outback in a camel, um, National Geographic agreed to help provide some funds and equipment, I guess, for that. Mm-hmm. But they said there was one catch. This guy Rick Smolin has to go with you and photograph it. She wasn't too happy about that either, was she?
7: Well, you know, after that initial sort of bad first meeting, I actually ended up at a dinner party that night that turned out to be at her house by coincidence. Oh, my goodness. not happy to see me for the second time (laughs) on the same day. And I I saw she had camels tied up in the backyard, so I asked her why she had camels, and she was not very forthcoming. So I asked one (laughs) of her friends. And her her friend said, oh, Robin's this odd girl that showed up here about a year ago, and she's got this crazy idea to walk 2,000 miles alone in the desert. And I said, why? And she said, we don't know. Uh, We're afraid she's going to die out there. Uh, She won't let any of us come with us, with her. So um, I thought, oh, this is crazy and sort of thought I was just curious and didn't think much more about it. And then at the end of the week, the woman that I was working with said, remember the girl with the camels? I said, yeah, she's a little hard to forget. She said, well, she wants to ask you a favor. And I was thinking, what on earth could she be asking me after she'd been so unpleasant? Uh, and she said, well, Robin had written to National Geographic a year earlier. They'd never answered her. She, this woman said, uh, Robin thought maybe she, you might know somebody there. Maybe she could use your name because maybe they'd pay attention You know, if they saw your name in the letter. So I said, look, I, I've met some editors there. I, and I was 28 years old, so I, I was just starting. And uh, I thought that'd be the end of it. And a week later, I was back in New York and I got a call from the editor of National Geographic who said we got this letter from this woman and she's asking us to underwrite her trip. We're, we're kind of intrigued and we're thinking about it. But, you know, is she a nutcase? Is she going to die out there? We, <laughs> we, we don't want the headline National Geographic Explorer dies on week two, you know. Um, so I said, well, I've met her. She's very intense. She's very focused. I've seen her camels and her maps. And he said, well, since you guys are such good friends, would you like to be the photographer that we assigned to find her five times in the next nine months as she treks across the outback. So I was sent off on this assignment with this woman who hated me from the moment it started. <laughs> um, and you know, I, at one point when she got angry, at me, I said, "You know, look, uh, you asked me to use my name, and now you're angry at me that I'm here." And she said, "Well, I just I want to be alone, and you're glamorizing my trip. You make me look like a goddamn model." And so the, so anyway, Rudy, this is how the the, the journey oh, started man. off. But she turned out to be the most remarkably interesting human being I think I've ever met. Just you know, you know how most of us spend our lives avoiding the things that frighten us. Yes, uh, which is actually good survival uh, instincts for the most right. part. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but you know, Robin said uh, she felt like most people. Uh, use the things that frighten them as like a negative center of gravity. So you spend your whole life not doing something, and you never find out if that was actually worth changing your behavior. So she has this sort of magnetic attraction towards the things that frighten her, not in a masochistic way, but to sort of poke at them and see if they're really worthy of, of, uh, of you know, of re- reorient- reorienting your life around them.
1: My guest is Rick Smolin. He is a former Time and Life and National Geographic photographer, best known for his Day in the Life uh, books, uh, the series of books on one day in the life of great destinations around the world. He's got a new book out. It's called Inside Tracks. Subtitled Robin Davidson's Solo Journal Across the Outback. It's a companion book to a movie called Tracks that uh that describes this nine-month trek across the outback by this young Australian woman. And I I got I can't tell you how beautiful this book is. Uh,
7: the, Rick's photographs, um when did this happen? What year? <laughs> it's like your father talking about World War One. It was uh <laughs> 1977. But these um, photographs
1: are stunning. I mean and it's dangerous. I mean, here's a picture of her a topper camel, her arms her chest, her hat is covered with flies it looks like, black flies. I mean this was not a luxurious trek. Nobody was now, setting up it, any uh, outdoor tents you know, with wine.
7: It was dangerous too. She was attacked by, there are actually, nobody knows this, but there's like 30,000 wild camels in Australia. They were brought in, in the early eighteen hundred, sorry, 1900s to open up the Outback so they could make, not roads, but these paths that cars could drive along. And um once they had built these sort of dirt roads, they let the camels loose thinking they would die, but instead they bred. And so now there are herds of wild camels roaming the outback. They actually go and capture them and sell them back uh, to Saudi, Saudi uh, Arabia because they're actually they're, – they're less inbred. In any case, if you have a female camel and there's – the male camel – wild camels are in heat. They will kill you to get to your camels.
1: Really? Well, I don't what, look
7: – You know how a camel kills a person? This is, one of the, this is one yeah, of the tell things you can use at your next cocktail conversation. Tell
1: me. I, I know one way, and I'll tell you in a moment, but how do you? What, how, what's your well,
7: way? Camels' necks are so strong, they can lift 15 grown men. So when you see people on camel rides and there's a whole bunch of people on a poor yeah. camel's neck. So a camel that wants to kill a person will come over and knock you over with this incredibly powerful neck and then sit on you and suffocate you.
1: I death. was uh, thrown off a camel in Uzbekistan while shooting one of my public television shows. And when I hit the the cobblestone street in the town of Hiva, my producer, I was out cold. My producer thought I was dead. I actually had a broken right shoulder and <sighs> needed stitches in the head. So I'm not a huge camel fan. So when I read this, when I look at your book and think about her going nine months and then you tell me they're wild camels that, that wished her ill, it's amazing. T- tell me what has happened to her in, in life. Do you, stay in, you must stay in touch, obviously.
7: Oh, we, we've been very good friends. I mean, you know, during the trip, I was completely smitten with this woman, you know, again, because she hated me. So it made perfect sense, right? Right. Um, uh, and you didn't have a shot, right? <laughs> uh, well, you know, as it tur- as the trip went on and, you know, I was the only guy out there. So maybe, um, you know, <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, you know, you're I, friendlier I, than the camels. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but – she, you were she
1: going is, to tell me what she's doing today, yeah,
7: yeah, Yeah, she's never settled down, never had kids, never got married, has been a nomad her whole life. Um, after this camel trip which she survived, she got lost, she ran out of water. The maps, you know, sometimes on her maps it would show you get up to this intersection and there's a, a road that goes to the right, I mean a path. A path to the left, take the path on the left, walk two weeks, and you'll come to a well where you can replenish your water. But she said she'd get to this intersection— and that on the map showed two roads, but there'd be five when she got there, five paths uh. going. And it's like, which of the five is the one with the well? And uh. she said she'd walk for two weeks in a state of complete panic, wondering if she was going to die because she was watching her water disappearing. And th- thankfully, except for once, she actually, she found the water. Um, once when I left her, she was about to go across the, um, uh, um, the Nullarbor Plain, you know, the Gibson desert. And, um, uh, Everybody had told us that there were like less than six cars a year that went through this area. So I I actually drove ahead despite the fact she didn't want me to. I drove a 1,000 miles ahead of her and dropped water drums along the way, Um, which she kept saying she didn't need. But as it turned out, she did. But it was one of those things where you know, every time I left her, I'd look in the rearview mirror of my car and wonder if that would be my last glimpse of her. I I was just so terrified she was going to die out there.
1: Rick Smolin is the author of this new book And his photographs that are beautiful As I say, it's a coffee table book Do check it out, it's called Inside Tracks It is gorgeous, it is published by Sterling Books Sterling Books, it's worth it And uh, Robin Davidson's story is breathtaking Rick, congratulations on the project And I'm delighted to have you on the show today
7: Can you let your uh, listeners know that there's a cool app built into the book where you can point your phone at my photographs and it plays that scene in this new movie starring Mia Wasikowska and Adam Driver?
1: I think you just did. Thank
7: you. (laughs) Thanks so much.
1: We'll be right back in Rudy Max's World in a Moment.
0: Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. If you've got aches and
3: pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4.
4: I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information
3: or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com.
5: That's relieffactor4.com. Robitussin Confluence number 29, The Not-So-Silent Night.
0: (laughs) Sorry, hon. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, you keep waking me up. I think that's... Little... <coughs> Come on, it's 3 a.m.
5: <coughs> Control your cough with Robitussin DM Max Nighttime. It has a unique dual-action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and delivers fast, powerful relief of the coughs that can keep you up at night. Which is good news for you and the person one pillow over. Robitussin. Don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed.
0: lines are always open at 800-387-8025 and stay connected with the program at rudymaxa.com.
1: Now, back to Rudy Maxa's world. 33 after the hour and uh, unfortunately the events in Paris this week make this a very timely topic. It's a new book. It's published by uh, uh, Dr. Michael Michael, uh, how do you pronounce your last name before I mispronounce it?
8: Oh, sure, it's Maniac. M-A-N-I-A-C. Maniac. Just like it's spelled.
1: Yeah. M a n y a k, just like it looks. Doctor Man- Michael Maniac is my guest. He's a urologist. He's an explorer. He's a corporate medical executive, and he's uh, he has well, he has been in a lot of places around the world. He's uh, he's been to Antarctica. I've got his whole bio here. It's quite amazing. But let me tell you why we're talking today. Because he is the primary author of a new book called "Lizard Bites and Street Riots." Travel emergencies, your health, safety, and security. And it's just about pocket size. It's a hardback, but it's perfect if you're traveling. And in it, you will see two or three pages of advice on things like avalanche survival, um, how to commu- how to stay in communication when you're going on a, a trek where your cell phone's not going to work, how to survive a plane crash, um, how to su- what to do about animal wild attacks, et cetera. Um, he is an adjunct professor of urology, engineering, microbiology, immunology, and tropical medicine at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Michael, it's a long uh, bio, but uh, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here.
8: Well, I th- thank you very much, and it's a good cure for insomnia for most
1: people. <laughs> My friend Terry Garcia wrote, wrote your foreword, and uh, he's, he's a guy who travels a lot. He knows what he's talking about. Tell us, tell us a little about your travels on expeditions, just to give us a little background of your, uh, about you.
8: Certainly. Well, I uh, basically uh, how I often contribute to an expedition is to prepare the people for their medical and safety issues. Uh, And then sometimes I've been fortunate to go on some of these expeditions. So I've been uh, the medical director on the Titanic salvage expedition and got to go down to the Titanic uh, in the small submersibles that you see. Wow. As you mentioned, Antarctica. Yeah, that was a pretty special trip. And then... uh, you know, places like Antarctica that you mentioned, whereas the ship's doctor on, a, on an icebreaker taking 100 students down to do scientific experiments. And then the Central African jungles with the uh, National Geographic Explorer uh, in the last unexplored jungle in Africa and the deepest canyon in the world in Peru, uh, Mongolia twice, uh, once for the first scientific dive in a lake on the Siberian border, and then also then to evaluate the uh, camels, the wild camels have been newly discovered in the, uh, the worst. Most god-forsaken part of the world, the Taklamakan Desert on the uh, Mongolian Chinese border. So places well, like that,
1: I, I go. So you get around. You're welcome, now,
8: to, in, you're welcome to join. You're welcome to join <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> I don't know which one of those sound better now, not involving camels. We just had a conversation about camels in our last segment, and I'm familiar with camels. I'm not big, big on camels. But let me ask you this: in the course of those travels, did have you come across a number of medical emergencies and other emergencies that led you to put together this book?
8: Well, yes, I have. Uh, I Actually, my first experience was when I was just getting out of medical school, and I was on a big dive trip in the Philippines, and we uh, ran across a ship that had gone down eight hours before, and we were the first ship to come across them, and we were five miles out in the ocean, and these people were being washed out to sea, yeah. and we rescued 87 people. And I, that made me start really thinking about what do you do in a remote area for medical care, and I've been highly interested in that ever since, uh, you know, as, a, as an avocation, uh, in addition to my urology career. Uh, so that started things, but, um, you know, I've, I have had a couple of experiences. One, in the Andes Mountains at about 9,000 feet, where we were uh, going down uh, to the deepest canyon in the world, and we had one of our members take a bad fall, and this was a really remote area, difficult to evacuate uh, a person from there, and he needed to be evacuated. So... I orchestrated that whole thing and you know conducted that. and We got him out of there. With uh, uh, you know, and unfortunately, he was he was okay. He needed some some medical care, but he well, was
1: uh, well. Michael, was let me interrupt you. I, ha- I have a friend For here sure. who's not who's not who's not a wimp. He's a doctor uh, in in, in, in uh, Minneapolis, but he says, Rudy, I'm never going to go to a tropical or subtropical place. I know too much about what's there, what's lurking in the water, the diseases, what's lurking in the air. Um, now, you do have advice in this book about tropical places, but what would you say to him if you're sitting down with him? I mean, I've said, hey, you're missing a good part of the world. He goes, you know what? I'm missing a lot of diseases, too.
8: Yeah, well, I think that's that's one way to look at it. I look at it the other way. I certainly know about all those diseases, too. And I've, unfortunately, I've had a couple of them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the key is uh, you, you really uh, need to pay attention to prevention of as many, uh, to prevent many of those as you can. And one of those is taking care of your water supply and watching what you eat. And so if you do that, you'll avoid some of the things that really, uh, you know, afflict you on a trip like that, the g- bad gastroenteritis and things like that. Um, you know, the, the tropics is a spectacular place, and I use that generally. I've been in a lot of different tropical areas, and there, it's just so teeming with life and interesting that I think uh, that's too bad if somebody feels that way. Um, but wow. I got, have a daughter that will to go to Africa with me because she doesn't like spiders. So, okay. you know, there you go. <laughs>
1: Dr. Michael Maniac is the primary author. He's helped out by Joyce Johnson and Warren Young, who, uh, Warren Young's a security expert. Joyce Johnson, uh, is a public health expert. They have put together a very attractive book called Lizard Bites and Street Riots, and it is, uh, subtitled Travel Emergencies Your Health, Safety, and Security. So if you are traveling and you would like to stay safe and have a guidebook with you, you'd feel better with it, pick it up. Lizard Bites and Street Riots. Uh, Dr. Maniac, M A N Y A K, uh, thank, and by the way, the website is lizardbites.com. Dr. Maniak, thank you for stopping by.
8: Thank you very much. It was great to talk to to
1: you today. And nice talking to you again. Website's lizardbites.com. Lizard Bites and Street Riots is the book. Stick around.
0: We'll be back. I want to talk to you about something. Rudy Maxa's World phone lines are open anytime, so call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you've got
3: aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4.
4: I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more
3: information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com.
5: That's relieffactor4.com. All coughs aren't the same, and neither are all cough medicines. Robitussin DM Max is a fast, powerful cough medicine with a unique dual-action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and relieves even the toughest coughs that can come with a cold. Wet. (coughs) Dry <coughs> and hacking. <coughs> don't let a cough control you. Control your cough with Robitussin DM Max. Soothe your throat, relieve your cough, and don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed. Robitussin Confluence Number 29, The Not So Silent Night.
2: <laughs> oh. Sorry, hon. <laughs> oh, you keep waking me up. I think that's. Little- <coughs> Come on, it's 3 a.m.
5: <coughs> Control your cough with Robitussin DM Max Nighttime. It has a unique dual action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and delivers fast, powerful relief of the coughs that can keep you up at night. Which is good news for you and the person one pillow over. Robitussin, don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed. Oh, so you need to find a plumber to
9: replace your water heater? The question is where are you going to look? Phone book? That got tossed in the recycling bin as soon as it hit your doorstep. Web search? Not unless you feel like sorting through an endless list of search results. What you need is someone to refer a local pro you can trust. So do what Rudy Maxa does and log on to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com. Homeadvisor.com gives you free access to a network of over 85,000 background check service professionals who have the expertise to help you with all your home repair and remodeling needs. It's the fast, free, and easy way to find top-rated local pros who've been rated and reviewed by homeowners like you. That's why over 25 million homeowners have trusted HomeBuild411.HomeAdvisor.com to find the quality home improvement professionals they're looking for. It's why you can, too. Don't wait to get started on your next project. Just go to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com or go to rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors.
6: Do you instant message? Get a better service and chat everywhere. Trillion is modern instant messaging for home or work that prioritizes chat interoperability and security. Start a chat on your iPad at breakfast. Continue chatting from the car, train, or plane via your mobile phone and wrap things up from the office on your desktop. Trillion has great support for many different chat networks including Facebook, Google, MSN, AIM, ICQ, Yahoo, and more. There's even Mail integration. Upgrade your instant messaging today. Visit Trillian.im. That's T-R-I-L-L-I-A-N.im.
0: participate in the program call anytime 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com once again you're in rudy maxa's world
1: where we talk all travel all the time well it was snowing last tuesday in istanbul turkey when a woman approached a police post in the heart of istanbul's tourist neighborhood and she was speaking english and she told the officer she'd lost her wallet what the officer didn't know that was in her handbag and in her coat pocket and in one hand she had three hand grenades she was only able to detonate one before he was shot by the policeman as she pulled the pin on the grenade in her hand. Both she and the policeman were killed instantly. A second police officer nearby was wounded. This act of terrorism, obviously overshadowed the next day by events in Paris, was especially disturbing to Turkish officials because it took place less than 100 yards from the Hagia Sofia. That's that 6th century Byzantine church that's now a museum. It's one of the country's most popular tourist sites. One of every three visitors to Istanbul, I'm told, visit the Hagia Sophia uh and by the way it's 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 just an easy walk away i mean all these uh the these very popular sites are a block apart uh, just a block away about two blocks away from the grand bazaar it's right across the street almost across the street from the top capi top palace and the blue mosque so this was in the heart of the tourism district in uh in in istanbul what a lot of people probably didn't notice was this was the second attack in a week using grenades near istanbul tourist attraction the other was near the ottoman uh, era uh, uh, Dolmabache, excuse me, the Dolmabache Palace. That's a home for, used to be a home for sultans that stands a gorgeous white building in the Bank of the Bosphorus Straits. A member of a local terrorist group hurled two grenades at the police honor guard outside the palace, but both failed to explode. This is a week before the incident at the, uh, uh, at the Hagia Sophia. Um, the man uh, then drew a pistol. The guy who threw the grenades that didn't go off drew a pistol, but... This is an unlucky day. It misfired. The guards captured the man and arrested him. Now, tourism is really important to Istanbul. It, uh, uh, tourism has is about doubled there in four years to 12 million people. Tourists, spends about t- tourists spend about $10 billion a year in Istanbul last year. The two incidents couldn't have been more deadly than, uh, fortunately, were not more deadly uh, uh, compared to Paris, obviously. They could have been. They could have been if those grenades had gone off. Uh, but it's certainly worth noting what happened in Istanbul in the last two weeks. Paris does not alone stand alone as a target. We'll keep that in mind. Another interesting thing I want to call your attention is, um, no matter how you feel about WikiLeaks, whether you 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 like the fact WikiLeaks happened or you feel, you know, the guy's a traitor. Um, one thing was released recently, which was a, CIA, a secret CIA assessment of surviving secondary screening at airports in Europe. Now, this is aimed for, aimed. It was written for undercover CIA agents going into what are called the Schengen countries in Europe. Schengen countries are simply most of the. It's about a couple dozen countries that have all agreed to eliminate border crossing checkpoints. And you know that if you go from Spain into France or into. You know, Austria, or Portugal—you're not stopped any way, any uh, on, on a highway or on a train, or uh, as as you were in the old days. So this is a this is a guide to those Schengen countries and how to uh, and how to slip by. Now, I only bring it up not because there's anything. There's nothing really that sensitive in it, but um, it does reveal the profiling guidelines of countries. So if you want to avoid secondary screenings, take a page out of the CIA secret uh, memo to undercover agents. Um, uh, What folks at airports are looking for on borders are unusual nervousness or anxiety by passengers, secret contact with other passengers lacking apparent ties, appearance of lying or withholding information. Now, we sort of knew that because the TSA is trying to profile folks at airports. Uh, um, No one knows how successful they are at that, but they say they're doing it. If you're not familiar with your passport entries or your previous travel, you might get secondary screening. Um, If you have stamps or visas from a terrorism-sponsoring country, you may be subject to secondary screening. Inability to speak the language of the passport-issuing country. If you can't speak English and you're carrying an American passport, you may get secondary uh, screening. Other tip-offs, an unusual itinerary. Purchase manner, unusual to the place of issue. Purchase or itinerary change within 24 hours of the scheduled flight. Or if your baggage or its contents are inconsistent with your appearance, profession, or ticket class. How about that? If you have too much baggage, unusual, or too little baggage for the ticketed itinerary, you may be chosen for second secondary screening as well. And if the contents are inconsistent with your description of what's in a suitcase, you're in big trouble, and you'll undergo secondary screening too. So take a little hint from the <clears throat> excuse me, the CIA, and uh, you may avoid secondary screening. Not a big deal, secret document, but yeah, okay. Okay. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Look, I've got some really great deals of the week coming up. I gave some of them in the first hour. If you missed that, listen to the podcast later by going to rudymaxa.com. But I got some more good ones, so stay tuned. Right after this break, a few more good deals of the week. You're in Rudy Max's World. I'm Rudy Max, your genial radio show host. Nice to have you here.
0: participate in the program and have some fun call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at RudyMaxa.com. we're coming right back to join rudy max's world call anytime 800-387-8025 Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio
1: show. Nice to have you here in Rudy Max's World. It is oh, about 52 minutes after the hour. Let's see, before I give you some deals, is there any news? Yeah, i got some other news items here, but I don't think. Yeah, I'll save those for next week. They're sort of timeless. They're news, but they're they'll hold for a week. Okay, deals, cash register, sounder. You've heard of the gorgeous Colorado Springs Hotel probably called the Broadmoor, haven't you? Well, if you'd like to stay there between mid-January, that would be January 15th and March 28th, mark this coming Thursday, January, January 15th on your calendar, okay? Just put a big circle if you want to go stay at the Colorado Springs Hotel for a great called the Broadmoor for a great deal. On that day only, January 15th, you can score a room for 50% off the starting rack rate of $380 per night. That's before taxes and resort fee. So you get a room for about $200. But you got to book January 15th, though you can stay anytime through then and March 28th. It's called A New Year, New Memories Offer, and uh, not bad at all. So just go to the the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs website, and on January 15th, make the call if you'd like to stay there for half off the uh, rack rate through March 28th. Maybe you'd like to play a little golf, somewhere a little warmer then. Consider Charleston, South Carolina. Area hotels and uh, golf clubs are offering so-called winter stay-and-play packages. Several places are participating, but you can score a waterfront accommodation plus three rounds of golf for rates beginning as low as $155 per person per weekday, based on double occupancy. So, 300 bucks will get you waterfront accommodations and three rounds of golf. That particular price is quoted by the Courtyard by Marriott at the Charleston Waterfront. Janet will put a link to where to find more information, but I'll tell you the website. It's charlestongolfguide.com. But if you're driving in a car and you can't remember when you get that get home and you're a golfer, check it out on Facebook at RudyMax the Travel Leisure, the fan page. Hit the like button while there, won't you? Southwest Airlines is having a sale on select routes for flights between January 24th and June 3rd. That's a big window, January 24th to June 3rd. But, but, there's always the but on when you must book. You got to book by January 19th, okay? So you got eight or nine days to do that. Fares are as low as $73 to select destinations with just four blackout dates. Only four days are blacked out. Sample fares Albany to Atlanta, 230 round trip. Atlanta to Vegas, 318 round trip. Baltimore and DC to Los Angeles, 362 round trip. Buffalo to Vegas, 418 round trip. Check them all out at southwest.com. Another good deal Air France and KLM will let you use 25 to 50% fewer award miles for tickets to Europe. Through April 30th. What's the but? You got to book by the last day of this month, but you got time. You got a couple of weeks, more than that. You got 20 days, uh, 19, 20 days. So if you book by the last day of this week, Air France and KLM will let you use, will, will give you a round trip ticket to Europe for 25 to 50% off the retail number of miles you'd have to use. Now, you say you don't have miles on Air France or KLM. Well, if you have miles on Delta or any other partner airlines, With KLM and Air France, you can use those miles, or you can cash in your American Express membership points and put them into a Delta or an Air France or KLM account, and you're on your way. Houston to Europe, round trip from Houston to Europe, 25% fewer miles. That's only 37,500 miles if you travel between now and April 30th. This is an amazing deal, though the airlines, both Air France and KLM, warn availability may be limited. Want to go the other way, to Asia? How about this? Dirt cheap tickets to Beijing aboard one of the country's one of China's best airlines, Hainan, that's H-A-I-N-A-N, Hainan Airlines. $480 a round trip. All in, that includes taxes and fees. 480 round trip from Boston, nonstop to Beijing. And you can't fly to San Francisco for that much right now between Boston. 480 bucks round trip from Boston nonstop between March 10th and May 7th. Really? Seattle, Beijing round trip, five fifty nine for travel between January eighteenth and May fourth. The only uh, the only thing I, the only fine print I see is you have got to stay at least three days. Well, you're not going to go that far and not stay three days in Beijing. All right, last deal here. How about a business class seat between New York City and Paris on the airline you've never heard of, La Campagne? I think I'm I don't know my French. Please forgive me, my French. I'll spell it for you: C O M P A I G N E La Campagne. Maybe. I don't know. I don't speak French, and I get emails every day from people saying, boy, you don't speak French, do you? No. But but Janet's going to put a link on the Facebook page to how you get this deal. Business class seat between New York City and Paris for as low as $1,598. dollars we call it 1600 bucks. Good for travel through the last day of February if you book by February 15th. $1,600 round trip business class seat between New York City and Paris. Now, I do not think this airline offers lie-flat business class seats, so they might be slightly sloped, but still, for 1600 bucks, it's a good deal. Look for a link to that deal on my Facebook fan page and hit the like button while you're there, won't you? So uh, there's more deals than you normally have, but that's because this is the slow travel season. All right, coming to the end of the hour... Oh, we still have 30 seconds left? Well, will give you a little news. Might do a little news here. Um, one of the hardest things to do, by the way, is to rate the world's airlines on the basis of safety. But an Australian company called Airlines Ratings has tried to do that. Who came out on top? Qantas, the Australian airline. No, that's not because it's an Australian rating agency. Remember remember the movie Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman? Hoffman's character was autistic, and he had this amazing memory. And There's a famous scene where he keeps telling his brother that Qantas has never lost an airplane in a crash. Well, 25 years on, that's still the case. Disturbingly, not one U.S. carrier is on the list of the top ten. The other nine airlines are in alphabetical order. Air New Zealand, British Airways, Cathay Pacific, Emirates, Etihad, EVA, Finnair, Lufthansa, and Singapore. I'm Rudy Maxa. So thanks for listening this weekend. See you again, same station, same time. Thank you to Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and Janet Acevedo-Donald, my executive producer. Have a lovely
0: week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.